This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. All right, man. So check this out. I was, uh, I have a homeboy of mine who recently came back from, no, no, no. I don't know. I said, I know the home, I know this home girl. I don't sound like her. I'll drop the IG drop. for you, even though she's in a relationship. But you know, you, I'll be a homeowner. Clearly, I'm, I'm open minded. Clear, clear, clearly, clearly, clearly. So I have a homeboy of mine that went to Panama and he came back and he told me a story about how, because we were talking about this recent uh, State Department basically put a uh, yep. travel warning on folks going to the Bahamas and going to uh, Jamaica. And He's like, this has been happening to dudes for years. So essentially what happened is that as of recently, uh, there were some women, they were trying to get their, you know, get their, get their grooves back. And they went to the Bahamas and while they were in the Bahamas, they got drugged and, you know, Samosa. So the state department of course came up and was like, Hey, bruh, uh, you, you might, they put, I forget what the level is. It's a security level two. Basically, like you might want if you're going to Pan, uh, if you're going to the Bahamas or to Jamaica, you may want to give it the side eye a little bit before going there, or make sure that you know people and you travel carefully and all those other things. And he said, this has been going on for years in like Panama and Colombia to black dudes, and folks haven't been saying anything. I said, what you mean? He said, man, I have a homeboy. Me and my homeboy, we went to Panama. We went to a club. We had a good time, and while we were there for like two weeks. We were smashing everything walking, smashing everything walking. And then Close. one day, one of it, and then one day, he said they went to a club, and they usually don't do this, but they went their separate ways. They usually follow each other to the back to the hotel, make sure each other's straight or whatever, and then you know, the night's the night. But he said he had a a nice one with him, so he said he followed her to her spot or whatever, and he let his homeboy go off and do what he's got to do. So his homeboy went back to the hotel with this chick that he had met while they were in Panama. He said he called him, called him, called him the, the next day, couldn't get a hold of him. So he finally goes over back over to the house. He's like, hey, bruh, like what happened to you? He said, man, I think she drugged me. I said, what you mean you think you, he said, what you mean you think you got drugged? He said, I can't find my money. I don't even remember smashing. I just remember us drinking, me getting naked, and I don't remember nothing else. I said, excuse me? He said, bruh, when he told me that he's like, he just remembers sitting down, getting ready. She went into the bathroom to go get get herself together or whatever. He had some drinks out, drank what he drank. He said he uh got naked. She came out and got naked. He said, dude, I don't even rem- I can't even tell you nothing that happened after that. I said, so you don't even know if you smashed it, if he smashed it out? He was like, dude, he said he just woke up butt-ass naked on the bed, couldn't remember shit. And I was like, for real? He's like, yeah. And he said, but once you get into these communities, you find out that this happens a lot. That this happens quite frequently. I, I said, so no sympathy for getting... You said what? I got no sympathy for buddy. Me neither. Should know better. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Should know better. Hold up. Hold up, bro. This is this is this street. What type of game is it? Come on, this is part of the problem, bro. No, no, no. You intentionally go to problem, another bro. place with it. No, street. don't uh, do, don't do that. Oh, your hood. Do, I thought it was a case. No, that's a hood. Why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do we do what? 
I mean, Why they were do doing do it right until that point. You know what I'm saying? Nah, bro. Yes. Let's, let's keep. Let's keep it hundred. No, but hold on, hold on. Let me be fair. Let me be fair. Yeah, no one deserves no no one deserves to be drugged and potentially sexually assaulted. So why didn't you Let's, start with that? Elgin? Okay, hold on. I, I'm, I'm, at least at least I'm cleaning up my mess. Like at least I'm coming through with my mop. <laughs> Unlike oh, some old, oh, it's yeah, with your exactly. Mouth. Oh, yeah, it, was, it was sticky there for a moment too. Oh. <laughs> but no, nobody deserves to be drugged and sexually assaulted. Nobody, no matter the culture, the time, the place, everybody should have the consent to say whether they want to participate in any type of activity, sexual or non-sexual. So I'm not saying that. What I will say is when you play in these type of fields and these type of things, you leave yourself susceptible to the potential of these types of things taking place. That's all I'm saying. Like, so I don't have sympathy for you going to a foreign land with the intent to have sex with foreign women. And then you and your man break one of the golden rules, one of the rule, the top three rules of being in a foreign place as a former military person. When you went somewhere, you knew that you never deviated away from one of your man's pause yeah. you guys were even if that meant y'all was in some double beds in hotel rooms you did not leave your friend alone not only for the potential of them being sexually assaulted or harmed or the potential of them being accused of something so you you breaking rules because you got comfortable in your american exceptionalism that you thought that you was going to be able to slide through but this and is so, the problem, Elgin. I respect I respect it 100% what you said. I, it makes perfect sense. But what I want you to take a step back and realize uh, is that if this was a woman, you would not say that. You would if I was a woman, even, I wouldn't say that. If she it was, was a woman, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even dare to say you don't feel sympathy for her. You couldn't publicly. You no, couldn't no, no, no. It. I would say I would I would have started off with saying I would offer my sexual consent disclaimer early on for the woman. I know she would shoot have got it out the gate for a number of reasons, right? Pause. So why can't you? I would get to her early. Got <laughs> <laughs> to get to her super early because she deserves that type of care because of the feminine component. Because she's because she she's not. a woman. Because she's a woman. So a, a a man can be sexually abused and harassed any sort of way, and it be his fault. But you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of Stellas no, out there no, that are going no. to Jamaica, that are going to Panama, that are going to these different. I I told you I have home girls right now that they were going to DR to get their have their Ooh. Stella uh, moment. To have this, a lot of sisters are going to the DR to have their Stella moments right now. So these women are out there. These things are happening more frequently than we think. So no, saying, and like, agreed. You have these. That's a problem, though, isn't it? LG would never be like. Oh, you but I don't got no. Oh, it's a problem. You should have stayed with your. You should have stayed with your homegirls. You should have no, known. Better. No, I would. No, yeah, and I you know what? Know. I wouldn't have said some of the things I said, but I would have said you should have stayed with your homegirls. Like I believe women when they go any place should be traveling in a pack. Yeah, but again, this idea that we got to go chase our fantasy and get Stella back. Do y'all not remember the end of the damn movie? The end of the book. Like, no one remembers that. Y'all remember Tay Diggs' introduction into the movie sphere yeah, and seeing someone... What did you say? No one gets to the ending. No one gets no to one. the ending. Like, Angela could have got it anywhere. 
it wasn't as if she had to go to an island. Angela wasn't someone who would be considered unattractive. So this idea that we have to go, and I dig it. I, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's the fascinating people, to have the conversation about why people want to go to foreign lands well, to have sex with non-American people. That's the same shit colonizers do, but y'all don't want to have that conversation. That's weird to me. Yeah, I know. That's because that's exactly what they did. I mean, that's 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 how they. Okay, did you I mean, just say that shit? <laughs> Am I lying? Elgin just me. All right, tell, I mean, somebody tell me I'm lying. Look, well, look. I mean, that's why their grandmama's light skin now. Well, go ahead. Say, I will say on a more basic level. Yeah, I'm okay. Not, you know, on a more basic, you know, romantic relationship level, there are a number of women who are looking to other settings to you know to possibly find their their yeah. husband or mate. You know, um, one of my wife's friends. One of my wife's friends is going through that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're about to meet her, her friend's fiance, um, from Ghana, coming in from Ghana, um, sometime next month. In fact, yeah, it worked out very well for her. You know, because yeah. dudes here were indecisive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can assume that she's in a certain financial class, also. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she. I mean, and it's not that she even tried to. Uh, justify where she was financially against any other man she was meeting, but you know these dudes were just you know, True. and these not that these dudes didn't want to commit to her, um, but she ran to a lot of men that were second guessing themselves. Yep, you know they looked they looked at her as man, okay, she I want her to be the one, but I don't think I'm the one. That's what kept happening. You know, a lot, a, just, a, a, a lot of a lot of just, just to feel that they were they were they were ready for her. That's a conversation That's a I got to be ready to have my mentions blown up. So I think I'm gonna hold off on my comments. You, on this you've one, literally bro. asked for you know. Listen, I've I've pissed off a number of people already in 45 you, minutes. You have. I don't know if I want to do this one. You said that you I basically said gonna be on my side though. Who gonna show up in my inbox? Black women should go to any any country in the world and be a sexual terrorist. Oh God! About any bullshit. I mean, but God well, forbid, I, I am your brother. You want to go ahead and you know? I am not shake, shake the dust off your nuts. Now, notice, I made sure I had our, you deserve I'm advocate. I had our LGBTQ folks lined up. They're gonna come and support your boy because listen. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they gonna show for me like the day high, brother. It's great. Now, that's all right. Boss. Expand uh, your horizons romantically, but you don't have to expand your legs. Romantically I'm gonna have all these these uh, <laughs> advertisements on my on uh, my, my my social media here later on. Oh, they go. They, they got you. Huh? They got the you algorithm will get okay. you. <laughs> yes. Welcome. 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 What's up? What's up? Oh what God. Back once again. It is the incredible in the black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world, and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who know that the buddy system mm. is very, very Man. important. I am your what? host, Big O, Mister in the Black himself. But you know, I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my uh, sexual addiction support circle. <laughs> Crush, say what's up. <laughs> I'm on my I'm oh, on my Eric Benet today. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Orange Crush is here, um, you know, with the with with, with a supportive shoulder. And in, 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 oh. you know I mean, nah, nah, ain't nothing wrong with providing a shoulder to a man or a woman. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing, ain't nothing. Get, you know, I, I'm here to support my brother for the with, with, with a cold Congrats. bucket of water. In a Bible, you know what I'm saying? In a Bible. <laughs> Go bucket of water, that's a Bible. 
<laughs> Al, say what's up, man. Man, I'm scared of y'all. I, I listen, man, for the listeners. Y'all can stop listening to this show right here and just go subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> right, right now. I tell you, right if now. you go to the Patreon, it will listen, it will change your lives, ladies, specifically if you're interested in pegging. Go ahead over and take oh, a listen. God, no. It will save your life and your relationship. I promise you. Uh, you stupid. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. It goes a long way. Hit that Pause. subscribe. <laughs> We said we talked about pegging, not thumbing. You don't have to yeah, worry about that. Why you keep man, bringing it back, long, bro? Been single so long, man. Back. This dude's been single for so long. Is, he's been crazy. on it today, oh, man. He's everything, really been on everything it. is in a context. Everything is in one context. Bro, everything. Miss out on the next one context. Episode. Everything. Cereal. Elmer, told you about the Patreon. The mail out of the mailbox. Breathing. Breathing. <laughs> Breathing yeah, is the sexual context. I see Never a dude taking a deep breath. Pause, 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 my guy. Pause. Come on over to the Patreon. Elton already told you about that, man. Follow us he across social asthma, media. But pause, he's a black PDCST. Can I finish? God damn, you see me trying to go through this, you motherfuckers. Man, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to help Follow people, man. In the black PDCST, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Come and check it out, man. You know, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Um, those links in my link tree also. Yeah, that type of stuff. Um, I don't want to get dire or dark, but I, I think we have to for the purposes of the show. We wouldn't be us if we didn't do it. Right. Um, there, and we're kind of late to this story, but it's one of the wildest stories that I think I've heard in a while. Uh, in Florida, there was a deputy. They went to go arrest a young man. Deputy Jesse Hernandez uh, was arresting a young man after a young woman called the police on him for one disturbing the police. And then two, attempting to, at least allegedly, attempting to steal a vehicle. Okaloosa County Sheriff Eric Aiden in this video posted to social media speaking on the incident of November 12th, 2023. While on a call with a suspect in the back seat, then Okaloosa County Deputy Jesse Hernandez reportedly claimed it was this noise that he thought was the detained suspect shooting at him. Shots fired! Shots fired! Hernandez and Okaloosa County Sheriff's Sergeant Beth Roberts, who was on the scene, both shot into the patrol car. The detained person in the back seat was reportedly not physically injured. Officials say he was fully searched before he was put into the patrol car and after the incident, but he was found to be unarmed. The noise was reported to be an acorn. Hernandez resigned just weeks later. In a recently released 44-page report of an internal investigation, it states Hernandez used excessive force. Sheriff Aiden offered his apologies to the man who was in the patrol car. We are so grateful and prayful and thankful that 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 he was not injured. In Handcuffed. Deputy Hernandez is leaving from the squad car when an acorn hits the top of the squad car and he believes that he's being fired at with suppressed fire. He says that he screams out, shots fired, shots fired. I've been hit, jumps on the ground and begins letting off into the squad car. Shot after shot after shot after shot. Mind you, I said they've already patted this young man down and he's handcuffed in the back seat of the squad car. And Jesse's just going. Going to the point that he empties up, loads another clip, starts going at it again. His partner who's with him, I forget her name, Betty, oh, Beth Roberts. He sees her homeboy firing. 
So she starts letting off too. These police officers for their for their duty weapons typically carry 21 rounds. So that means he let off 21, reloaded, and she let off 21, and he let off some more. All to find out after the investigation was done that one, he wasn't hit, and two, based on his body camera footage, that it was a goddamn acorn that hit the top of the roof. It wasn't any rounds that were being shot. This young man, Marquise Jackson, somehow, some way, after having almost 60 rounds fired at him through this squad car, somehow survived. Not one bullet hit him. They allowed this deputy, Mr. Hernandez, to resign. They didn't fire him. No additional charges were brought up, no nothing. And everybody went about their, their business like, just another day in the neighborhood. When you watch the actual body cam footage from both the officers, it had me shook. Because you're thinking to yourself, are you seeing all these rounds fly? There is no way whoever they were shooting at in that car made it out. Somehow, some way, Marquise made it out. I know the Elgin seen it. Well, he's heard the news. I know he doesn't watch those videos. But when you first heard about the story, what were your initial thoughts? I was wildly disappointed uh, for a number of reasons. I was disappointed in our collective response to this video. Meaning, at this point in time, I am expecting Black folks to be on some... Yo, this is what the motherfuckers do. This is just who this is just who they are. This is why this is why we don't fill in the blank, whatever their particular political stance would be. Like I keep I even had this conversation after watching this video with my kids, uh, talking about how police, when they show up, every situation escalates to the point of violence. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is a a, a fucking acorn. An acorn, my guy, hit the roof of the vehicle. And for this person to believe that this wasn't gunshots, right? This was suppressed fire. Do you understand how rare it is to hear suppressed gunshots? Like, do you, do you even, it's rare to hear gunshots, period, in some communities. But for you to be so ingrained and have heard so many suppressed shots, supposedly, that an acorn and you let off 21. And not only did you let off 21, you didn't hit no one with the 21, thank God. Bro, that's terrifying. And to be back on the job like ain't nothing happened. Bro, I can't even yeah. steal an envelope from the job without getting fired. My guy. I I, My I, guy. I don't I, I I don't understand. I refuse to understand how any organization <clears throat> would um and mind you, I've been through hell with a lot of organizations when it comes to conduct, opinion, behavior, what have you. It's hard for me to understand how any organization would have the impunity to 
not even regard the incident as one requiring of legal action. To think that you are, to think that your organization is above uh, legally punishing someone for almost taking another human being's life on the job as charged during your procedures, during your regular operating procedures, actually mm -hmm. breaking your procedure on camera. Mm -hmm. It takes, it, it, it's, a, I would not simply be asked to resign. I would be in court. My family would be putting up a second mortgage. Bro, but if I made a mistake for, that for, big, for, for I'm the level of firepower, level no that, I'm me, going back. level that me for embarrassing your organization. But In Acorn, though? But apparently we know the FOP has no sense of shame. They have no sense of accountability or responsibility. They have no, no level of their Their view of integrity is completely warped. They and every like, move that they make is a long game move, hence yeah, why they won't it is, ever. It's very strategic. Integrity but they have to. If they do it here, not, they would have to do it. They're setting the precedents for other everybody. officers. Yeah, they have to do it for everybody. Because actually, they, they I, I want to look that. up the data. They won't Accidental release of a firearm is probably more prevalent and popular. I won't say popular. Probably happens more often than we really like to realize. Like, I'm sure an accidental discharge happens at least multiple times a week across the country. Mm. And, and, and that mm. would that would be cause for, you know... It should be cause uh, for... That's because for a complete stoppage of, of activity to reevaluate, mediate, and, and address the problem. No, they just keep going. They keep going with a, maybe a report on file. That's it. Yeah. No one audits the SOP for shit. Not even can't. a little bit, bro. Can't do it, though. But, they, but they can't know, the, the, thing, the thing that gets me about it, to be honest with you, man, is the fact that two things, actually. One, the partner that he was with, no one took the time out to assess the situation. When they were doing the investigation, they asked her, okay, so did you see a threat? Why did you start shooting? He said, well, he started shooting, so I started shooting. You didn't say, let me stop and assess where gunfire is, where the threat is before I begin shooting. But you he know, oh, they're, they're not. The car and was just like, but we're not, my they're not trained shoot, to I'm do about that. To bust off too. Excuse think me. about when we were, I mean, think about when we were in the military. Same thing, right? If we were in a, a quote unquote wartime setting and we heard shots and one of our fellow whatever let off shots, we're not taking the time to look around and see a threat. We're going to aim our weapon and fire our weapon where they are aiming their weapon and firing their weapon. That's the conditioning and the training that we have been Not given. Not necessarily. I, I, I got to push back because I know that in, in military training, typically you are taught. I mean, I'm not saying that it happens like this to a T, but at least in military training, you are told to you're taught to assess where the threat is coming from first, because that's the way people get hit with friendly fire. You no, no, no. But if somebody is already firing. We trust that they've assessed the situation. To, well, the assumption is, but you're still supposed to assess as an You're supposed to. I, I dig. I dig. I, get, yeah. I dig what you're saying. I yeah. dig what you're saying. Yeah. But one of the also things I know that at least for me, during my uh, trying to get my CCW or whatever, my concealed carry permit, <clears throat> one of the first things you're taught is that even if you're in a life or death situation protecting yourself, you are responsible for every round that comes out of that gun. So you're shooting at somebody that's shooting at you. 
and you miss that person or you hit that person and the round goes through him and hits somebody else, you are still responsible for that round and the whatever damages and punitive that are going to the punishment that comes afterwards. What a individual, what a person, a citizen would have would have been charged with at the very least, if that was them is recklessly endangering another person. A person commits a misdemeanor of the second degree if they, if he or she recklessly engages in conduct which places or may place another person in danger of death or serious bodily harm. Once again, this man was allowed to resign from his job and no charges have been brought up. He just went about his life as though, hey, just you almost you almost killed a whole bunch of people in the neighborhood. You almost killed this dude in the car for wrongly assuming that he was. You're muted, baby. We got to remember that police officers are not someone who typically when they do something incredibly egregious or evil on the job, get kicked out of the profession. Yes, I can't begin to tell you how many police officers who have murdered black men, black women, and black children are currently on the force in somewhere safe or form. Yeah, that's what they, they don't they don't lose their jobs, their jobs man. They move somewhere else. Yeah. And what I just yeah. found just now is that the Associated Press in 2019 said that there has been over 1,400. 1,400 accidental discharges of a firearm since 2012. Mm. So it is happening far more than, and those are the ones that are reported, right? Because again, there is no universal reporting system for yeah, police officers. Police officers report, police departments across the country report what they want to report. There's yeah. no universal the standard. FBI wanted them to do that. The FBI yep. wanted to, and the to FOP came them. through FOP and said, "No, every single one is said, nah, we're not doing that shit. We're nope. not doing that shit. There's no universal standard, so you have no idea how many of these actually happens and not happening. You don't happen at all. But y'all keep trusting them. Yeah, that's that's listen to Killer Mike. Y'all go ahead." <laughs> Uh, crush let's 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 go ahead and move on to the next topic crush what you what you got for before well, elder gets us kicked off the internet forever well you know i kind of i mean I, I did find two interesting topics the gays one. love me pause uh, but i did find something that did uh that did uh, i found interesting because um in my life i found a growing interest in this particular area um, but the Wall Street Journal uh, about a month ago had an interesting article for me that um, I definitely relate to. Um, that young, apparently, uh, young Black Americans are embracing the stock market like they never have before, and they're becoming the fastest growing one of the, one of the fastest growing segments of stock market investors. Uh, nearly forty percent of Black Americans own stocks in 2022, uh, from just a third in 2016, according to the most recent Federal Reserve data. During that same period, uh, the share of white households with stocks grew to nearly two thirds. Um, and this is before the 2023 rally. Um, they said that this growth is being driven in part by younger investors. Uh, they embrace the market and the retail investment boom uh, fueled by mobile apps, commission-free trading, participation in 401ks, crypto, meme stocks, and social media. Uh, nearly 70% of black respondents under 40 years old 
uh, we're in to a recent survey, we're investing compared with the roughly 60% of white investors in the same age group in 2022. We're calling that survey by Aerial Investments and Charles Schwab. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I would say that, you know, um, I guess because in the past few years, um, more and plus in my in my family, uh, my, my my wife's side, my father-in-law is a very active investor in stocks, and um, I'm looking for the right time myself uh, to look into it. You know, being that I'm turning 50 this year, um, but this is something that um, has been a growing topic amongst um, certain segments of friends of mine for the past six, seven years. You know, whole chat groups email threads about this of going back and forth and you're actually seeing some of my guys reaping some benefits you know i've been i've been towing around it but you know seeing this article definitely reflects something i've been noticing lately and i, I just want to know what you guys think what's what, what your opinion about the, of, of this perception of increased activity amongst young black uh, of young black investors in the stock market <laughs> I, I know the, the elgin has got his Elgin's got his mixed his mixed feelings about it. So I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let no, him. No, I ain't got mixed feelings, bro. I don't listen. I, it ain't mixed feelings. I just don't think it's it's not happening, or it is happening because there is a renewed uh, focus from marketing companies to get black folks engaged with investments and all those things, whether it's crypto, whether it's invested, there's a renewed interest in, and ironically, Killer Mike is involved in that also. But anyway, there's a renewed interest in Green, Greenwood financial company. Look it up. The black bank that he's trying to get involved with. Anyway, uh, there's a renewed capital, interest. Black venture capital groups. Are yep. There's a renewed interest in this. And I dig it. I'm not someone who plays or does it? I think people who are in a particular financial class can afford to do investments. Can be they have that amount of money and needed money to engage in that arena. And I say if you have that amount of money to engage in that arena, engage in it. I don't think it's that much of a distinction. Well, I think there is a distinction between poor working class people playing the lottery every day. And so-called middle-class folks in doing investments. There's literally a component that is rather similar in it. It's there is a level of gamble. There's more of a ga uh, understanding on the investment side because they have more data to use to help make their decisions. But there is some similarities between the two, right? And that's not to be disparaging against either party. It's just not my particular bag of D. But if I had that capital, that money to do it, and I was in that particular arena financially, that would be something that I would engage because the more money that you have, you're looking to do two things. You're looking to safeguard the money that you do have mm -hmm. and to get more of it. Mm -hmm. And poor folks tend, on, tend not to have the capital and the ability to engage in that arena, that method, but they do do other things. So I think that's the distinction. I, I, I find it fascinating. I don't think it's black folks in general who are leading the charge. I think these are white corporations who are using black faces such as LeBron and Steph Curry and all these other kinds. And we see it with crypto arena with the Lakers arena. Now we see it. It's not just a pick on crypto, but there's a component of the connection between crypto and the investment 
But this is Sean's joint. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've given Sean a hard time about for years, my guy. Mm-hmm. Even when he brought yeah. old boy on the show. What was his name? Slick Willie that came on the show? <laughs> You shooting at me like that dude. The acorn fell down. You ready to bust off all these shots? What's going on here? What's going on here? I mean, I mean, I see what you mean. You know, like it's hard to envision these things for for large segments of our of our sure of our culture. You know, but I think we should engage where we can engage. Absolutely, they have examples in the article of young men who were. Um, raised by their grandparents in a certain era who always wanted to be in that. And so they taught their kids about the stock market from when they were little. And I, I know fam- black families like this, where they have one guy usually and they was really into investment, but never sure. got there. So they impart these things to their children. <laughs> Sure. So they, sure. You know, sure. One young, sure. So they have an example. There's one You're young guy. I mean, look, I, look I, I had somebody like that in my family too. You know. Hold on, hold on. Um, hold on. You, you, I'm not going to let you slide and trying to make me the dark school one be like the Tyler Perry bad guy in all the fucking movies, motherfucker. Like, is that black? Is that black dark skin dude that's always causing the motherfucking trouble? Uh, I mean, nah, man, you know, I mean, they, I mean, it'd be nice to think that you know we would all have the 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 inspiration to do like this one young man did. He, he actually went ahead and saved and invested twenty two thousand dollars in BlackRock, Berkshire, you know, Progressive, and J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but these are things that are you know instilled in us or inspired in us from from uh, you know in our communities. So I mean, I just found that mm-hmm. interesting that this attitude, <laughs> this mindset, <laughs> is becoming prevalent or at least beginning to rise in our community. Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest challenges that we found initially, right, because this whole thing really sparked off during the pandemic with the Absolutely. rise of Absolutely. the Robin Hoods and the Moo Moo's and things the, mo- that the mobile apps and everything made yeah, like said, a lot those, easier. Penny stocks yeah, has a made big, it a lot became a very common term. Has made it a lot easier, and you've seen even these other uh, traditional, more traditional uh, investment companies like the um, uh, what is it called the. Uh, like the TD Ameritrades and mm-hmm. all those other companies, they've recognized the formula that uh, the Robin Hoods and the Moomoo's and things of that nature that they were able to hit on and they've implemented it into their strategies as well. Yeah. What I will honestly say, man, is that truth be told, investing, like, come on, I will, come say, on. That, I will say that Elgin has, Elgin has it partially right. We in our community, find it difficult to invest because we already find it difficult to save. Oh, more than half of the families in this country, once again, cannot afford a $500 emergency without throwing themselves into terrible debt. So I can understand not even just exclude investing, which takes some level of strategy and understanding. Yeah, I totally understand Save money, just save money. I mean, I I understand the complications there, yeah. But at the same time, what I would say is that for me, for me exclusively, I do not save my money in a traditional savings account. I have a savings account and I put some money to the side for that. But any money that I do plan on, that's the majority of the money that I do plan on saving, I put into my investments. Why? Because if you put your money into a savings account, the bank is only going to give you 0.002% on the dollar. Yeah. Whereas if I invest in the stock market, I know over the course of 10 years, the average in the average return I'm getting is anywhere between eight and 10 percent. 
account. You're not getting that in the bank account. So why not put my money? It would be, it would actually be financially illiterate or stupid of me to say that I shouldn't put my money in an investment. It's going to give it's me very, more yeah, money. It's, it's very short-sighted to not consider it's, Especially when you have children. It's extremely it's, Especially, especially. At least consider it. Yeah, but at the same time, like I said, I I recognize that there's a difficulty, right? There's no yeah. difficulty. There are when barriers. It comes there are to, barriers for us. Historical the, barriers the, for us. Well, outside yeah. of the historical barrier, because I mean, we've always played the numbers in some capacity in some our of us, right? which like, illegally, yeah. yeah, right, legally or illegally or illegally, right? But at the same time, there, it doesn't take much hope to have the money in your. Excuse me. It doesn't take much to have hope in one hand, a couple of dollars in another hand put it together and then play the numbers, right? It takes a lot to have money in one hand, a strategy in the other, and then make a proper investment. And I understand that that's where some of the difficulty comes from. And I know that there are, unfortunately, there are a lot of charlatans out there. On both sides. People Absolutely. on both sides that see the money, see that they have an opportunity to exploit someone and don't give you the strategy. Don't give you the pros and the cons. And just watch you waste your money hand over fist and tell you, hey, you can be like me. I retired at 35. You can be just like me, forgetting that at the end of the day, there was a, un there's a level of understanding and roadblocks that this person went through before they got there. And some of us can't afford to hit those roadblocks. Because hitting that roadblock might mean I, I get kicked out of my apartment. I'm not able to feed my kids. So I think we have to be honest on both sides of the coin that, hey, investments are not necessarily as scary as people make them out to seem. That's a trick that a lot of rich people use to keep the retail sure. investor intentionally out of the game. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, I can understand you shouldn't be lambasting or beating people over the head if they're not into the investment game. Because folks, some folks just don't got it. And I bet you yeah. the majority of the people that aren't doing investing, a lot of them, especially when you know that you're in a tight financial situation, they're not playing the lottery either. And so I think why, that's the part that $20 I... $20 scratch off, $20 scratch off when I need to use that $20 to buy the ramen this week. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's where I struggle with when it comes to financial literacy in and of itself, is that I think a lot of the financial literacy conversation is missing a key component. And that key component is understanding and starting with why you black first black person black woman black man are in this financial situation why are you there addressing that component it's not your work ethic it's not your lack of education it's not your lack of anything of you it is a whole system that is the whole country and the world is currently operating on that has you in this particular position and nothing that you do in your financial literacy and understanding will free us the collective. Now, it might provide you with a level of comfort and freedom within, within this system, but it is not the solution. But here's some, some tools to help you be a little bit more successful. Here's That's how it. to That's invest. It. Here's That's how it. to do those things. And if that early component is not involved in the conversation, that's charlatan. That's yeah, that's that's scam. That's, 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 that's hustle. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, it is. The same article said that nearly three quarters of black investors rely on information from friends, family, and colleagues yep. for investing, compared with fifty-eight percent of white investors. white investors. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Anyway, and I, I don't think I want my. I don't think I want my investment information from a message board. But, but you know what's funny is that you'd be surprised and i, I gotta give a level Go of 
understanding and credit to some of these message boards, right? Like, for example, oh. that whole that whole Reddit uh, Wall Street bets was a big thing during that 2020, uh, during the pandemic, and as we went right. into 2021 right. and the explosion of Robinhood and so on. Right. And part of the problem was that one of these things it was called the birth of the retail investor. And part of the problem that we were seeing is that you see all of these news articles from the uh, Motley Fool or from Wall Street Journal, and you have these yeah. quote unquote experts saying, hey, you should do this with your money. You should invest here. You should do this, that, and the other. And then you found these regular smegular dudes that they've been following it just as closely as you have. And like, hey, I don't see it the same way. And these cats are making their own plans and their own strategies, and people were making money. It was getting people, it was getting the reg, it was getting the traditional investors really, really upset. Because the whole plan from Jump Street was to try and keep these retail investors out. The plan is for them to lose. You're sticking your money in, and we're finding a way to suck it in. And you, you're the one taking the loss. We're not, right? Yeah, yeah. So I give credit to these message boards in that capacity. The problem is that we don't have the not just the, the financial backing, but the patience also and the resources behind that to do the research and have a continual funnel of good information to make the right decisions. The right decision. Because for me, it took me a while to understand how the game was supposed to, the game is played. I'm not even going to tell you how much money I lost initially before I understood what the strategy that I use is. Yeah. Talk less of folks that they don't have a strategy and they yeah. just dumping money in, or dumping money. money in, dumping money in. Or I have or a homeboy now that he we started at the same time, and I was like, oh yo, you know, I'm, I'm making my money. Like I have my little chat groups for investing and so on. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm I'm making money now. And then he dropped out of the chat group maybe about the middle of last year or something like that, maybe the beginning of last year. Mm -hmm. And I saw him. I was like, hey, so what happened to you? He's like, bro, I just wasn't making no money, and I couldn't keep wasting money. So it is what it is. And not to being able to say this is and this is perfect example. I talked to Elgin about this. We had a conversation not too long ago. I was like, hey, I'm not really big on investing, but if somebody want wanted to invest, what is the what is the advice that you would give them? What is the information you would give them? And it's just being free with that information. Yep. Just being able to talk to somebody and giving them, like you said, the pros and the cons about what they're going to expect, what they should expect, so on and so forth. Because we find a lot of folks, like you said, these charlatans, these snake oil sales. Okay, well, they out there full force, my guy. Full force. They got full big force. podcasts and everything. My we, guy. Hey, I, 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 I shot enough shots today. I still got some more left. I can shoot, but I'm a, you know, I'm gonna save it, it for another it segment, man. I'm just saying, don't be, don't be afraid to do investment, man. But you gotta be, if you, if you want to be in it, man, you gotta be able to say you're gonna do research before you jump into it. And if you're like one of those folks like me, like you don't have to play, you don't have to play the market every single day. You can in invest in ETFs, set it and forget it the same way you do with your 401k. If you have a four, if you're lucky enough to work for a place that has a 401k. Okay. You know what I mean? Anyway. Elgin, what we got next, man? Bro, I got shit. I was riding on the coattails of Crush this week. I think uh, I, I mean I do have one more, but I can talk like, about some shit that you want me to talk about. I can talk about Tiffany Haddish. I can talk about let's talk about Tiffany because I know that sure. we touched on that briefly because mm -hmm. I really don't understand what's going on. I I have seen headlines that she's she got backlash for going to Israel, but I don't understand why. So please fill us in, fill us folks okay. in that, that didn't do it. So the, the issue is Tiffany Haddish went on her social media IG page and while sitting in a first class seat, 
sipping a mimosa, she began to say that she was headed to Israel. Um, not only saying that she was headed to Israel, she was headed to Israel because she wanted to see with her own eyes what was happening to the people in Palestine. I want folks to just listen to that just for a moment. She's headed to Israel in a first-class seat, sipping on mimosas, to find out what was happening to the people in Palestine. Right, All of those things are wildly problematic. Then she goes on to lambast people for their uh, social media posts of calling for, you know, uh, the end of a genocide taking place in Palestine. She goes on this 13-minute rant talking about how she was... uh, looking to have a good time in Israel and, you know, see all the sites and all these things. So then she began to get a ton of backlash, right? Uh, justifiably so. So then this fool doubles down, comes back and doubles down and begins to, again, lambast people who are standing with the people in Palestine saying, y'all ain't even never been to Gaza. How do you know what's going on in Gaza? Then after that, she goes on and she does a comedy show from Israel. And she just starts talking about how she doesn't give a fuck what people are saying about her, that she's going to be her, and she's going to do all these things. Now, to be fair, this is not a Tiffany Haddish issue. This is an issue of Tiffany Haddish's celebrity and her message that she's giving out with her celebrity. I'm um, again, somebody, some other back also, sure. uh, it's also an issue with the propaganda that Israel has been pushing out to try and get celebrities to do the same. Wildly Israel has been funneling tons and millions of dollars to black and white celebrities for you folks. So I say, we always talk bad about black people. Yeah. Michael Dickaport is out there doing all yeah. different types of things. Yeah. Same yeah. things. Yeah. But we've seen this yeah. before. We've seen, Israel be wildly instrumental and intentional in trying to get black celebrities to be on their side. <clears throat> They've invited NBA NBA players from Draymond Green to a host of uh, to come and partake in all different types of things. This is problematic. This is such a huge issue in so many different ways that our black people are being led astray to align themselves with such horrible atrocities. I, I, I don't want to take it there, but I got to ask the question, bro. Are we sure that Tiffany Haddish is okay? No. No. No, no, and, I, and I ask that genuinely as no, someone who is concerned sure. because we've seen that I there's don't. been a pattern as of recently. And I'm not trying to give her an out. I'm not trying to shoot her bail. No, no, we're, that's not what we're having, doing. We're trying to be fair and contextualize this. Sure. But if she's having these issues, it's very easy for you to manipulate somebody that you can see is in a vulnerable place. You know what I'm saying? And it appears as though not only is she in a vulnerable place, but that she's not she hasn't been on the up and up as a reason for lack of a better description. So she hasn't been well for some time. I'm not sure that she is. 
Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's been very difficult to ascertain her intentions as a as a, as, a, as a public figure and entertainer, yeah, um, especially as a black female man. public figure and entertainer. It's been hard to interpret um, her, uh, her 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 actions um, and uh, and what she said and what what, what she's been saying. Um, you know what? You know her overall demeanor um, towards this incident has been. Uh, reveals a level of ignorance um, that I can't appreciate. Um, it's one thing to it's one thing to desire um, clarity but um, but without acknowledging the level of, without acknowledging the level of seriousness involved, without acknowledging the life and death implications of your decision, involved and that the the, the the amount of life that has been lost you know because of, you know that that's what you're trying to clarify correct lives lost yeah, not that yeah. not that not that you know uh, uh that you know there, there's no equivocation about that correct you're, you're not trying to verify if people and children have been killed are you and that's what you're trying to do that's that that level of ignorance is deliberate and not only that but who the fuck are you to feel the need to like see she, what are she, you who she, are you the israeli government You're some <laughs> unfunny <laughs> black they female come out comedy comedian elevating her presence in this city in, in like they're completely using you as a capon right and you have the audacity to get on there and start saying see it with your own eyes you are as dumb as the people who say the situation is complicated like you're you're that level of ignorant to sit there and say Even that somehow the there is this mass media campaign that is out there putting forth horrible videos and pictures of the loss of life. And you like that's what you're essentially you saying. You need to verify that. You need like to you verify need that. Come on, Tiff. Well, like, come listen, on. And, and you must not have no black we, friends because clearly listen, and even imply somebody should have just told you like I think you can't imply well, that it's questionable. You, you know what's you it's know what's disgusting. funny? I think I think we're not being as nuanced as we possibly should have with this okay, conversation. Sure. All right, sure. In fairness to Tiffany, I can understand why she would want to go there and try and get understanding if she doesn't have any understanding but i'm not going to Help ask the oppressor why but I, but i'm not well i mean everybody i mean i think that i wouldn't tell somebody who wants to understand what's going in gaza to go ask an israeli what's going on in gaza you see what i'm saying and that's essentially what she did she's like i want to see what's going on in gaza and then she went to the israelis to do that okay i don't see why i don't see where the rationale came through with that Un wanting to have an understanding i get it but how you went about is like you went there to go see what's going on in Gaza and then speak to any Gazans, not one person. And you can't tell me Hamas is not the only entity in Gaza. There's plenty you of Gazans your ass you here for all of that. There are folks. Shit, if you if you want to talk a high high level celebrity, you could have talked to Mark Lamont Hill. Some I'm sure Mark Lamont Hill would have picked up the phone and had a conversation with you about what's going on in Gaza. And why you need to stay your ass in the United States and not go travel to Israel so they can use you as some sort of fucking hello dolly puppet. Pretty much a PR stunt. But do again, I I I want to question her mental health 
I want to question her intellectual capabilities. She leaves herself wildly open for scrutiny and criticism that she demonstrated she's not able to handle when she was accused of being involved in the pedophilia. Like you've already demonstrated your inability to navigate harsh, fair criticism of your behavior. Like you mm. demonstrated that you dis you end up after that moment you ended up getting allegedly arrested for being Do publicly intoxicated. Yeah, like you've yeah. demonstrated this, sis. This is not good for your mental, physical, emotional well being because you're not built to handle this. At all. Like you don't Who's, have the comedic acumen to go on stage you're and not to going to be attacking her skill set. What do you do? What does her skill set have to do with? See, this no, is I'll you, listen. Nah, hold nah, on, nah, I'm going to tie it in. Like great comedians will use their pain and suffering in their sets to create great comedic she, moments. Mm-hmm. Richard, Price, she doesn't man. have that skill set. Nah, she tries, she tries, but it doesn't. It doesn't come across as hilarious she tries she definitely like, well, tries. She this woman have made it, most it, of her it, money it, off it of one movie. joke in the girlfriend's movie they, talking yeah, about movie. pineapples like her whole career has been Don't, off of you are, you are such a damn hero, all right bro. okay all right. That, that one movie hey, all, all of you yeah. tiffany haddish fans all one of you Send me a DM <laughs> to complain look, and tell me that I'm look, wrong about look, Tiffany Haddish not look, being funny. Believe, look, believe me, me and my wife were me and my wife were gone caught in her momentum too, and we and we and we will never forget our reaction to that first Netflix special. Yes, we were like, was trash. Yo, we what? were like, we were like, wait, it was trash like that. Yeah, it was not. No, it was not. It was you know not what's hot. funny? Before she really got big, I used to hot. see her on um, is on YouTube. She used to do stand-up sets at the uh, at Chocolate Sundays at the Laugh Factory in L.A. And some of her, I was like, "Oh, she's pretty funny." But then it seemed like the more popular she got, she didn't. I mean, yeah, like the really writing. I mean, maybe and I'm not. More, maybe she had more time to write at that, at that level. But her writing, but hey, yeah, her real, real talk, are different type of writing, like, that, That's what I'm saying. That's, well, real talk. Everything ain't for everybody. So she's appealing to some people. She's not appealing to me. That's that's. Not I mean, man. that's as much as I can really say not about it. The comedy. But, it, but, <laughs> but I, I, I honestly think, and I try not to say this because when you start talking about mental health, people immediately rush to think that you're trying to disparage the person in their oh, no. entirety. No, I and I'm to honestly up. asking I the well. question. And read if book. she's not well, I want her to get well. And if she isn't well, you got to ask. Who are the people in her circle that are there to check her? She cl- and we talked about this before. Rich people do not, who are the source of income in their them. circle, are uncheckable. They don't have anybody yeah. in their circle who will check them, who can check them. And to be honest with you, we're going to keep it a buck. Most of us don't have people in our lives on an everyday yeah, basis that. Yeah. that can call you up and check you on your behavior. And we ain't calling shots call like that. We don't got bread like, like And that. I ain't got it, bro. I got like you know, yeah. a dollar or two, but you can't call me on no regular humbug and check me yeah. if you don't have the yeah. social equity in my life mm. to be able to have that, that conversation. Again. You, you got again. to be yeah, somebody yeah. that I respect, love, and care for to call me up and check me. And if not, fuck you. Click. Yeah. 
and I ain't got no money. Facts. I do it. I dig it. I, I honestly, I hope she gets the help and the information that she's desperately been crying about. You know what I mean? Because I know that but she also had a move. It backfires, or and it shows a level of desperation from not only her but from mm. the Israelis also Absolutely. that they are beginning to do these type of tactics in order to try to sway public opinion in a foreign country, a foreign country that is largely responsible for them being able to continue to sustain themselves in that way that they are, are now beginning to mobilize hundreds of thousands of people every other couple of weeks in the streets saying no more. So they are looking for and being wildly more... Desperate as a motherfucker, you pulling Tiffany Haddish out of the hat. Like, damn, you couldn't pull anybody else out. Like, I mean, you pulled Tiffany. Tiffany, my G. Like, you know, people kept asking her, like, "Yo, what's up with your homegirl? What's up with your homegirl?" And she was like, "Look, I am not trying to get up in her business." Who's who's asking who? I mean, a bunch of Amanda Seals fans were asking her, "What's up with your homegirl? What's up with your homegirl, Tiffany?" But oh, so Tiffany, hold on. so Tiffany Haddish and Amanda Seals are supposed to be yeah, oh, they're close, they're friends. It's supposed to be okay, I didn't know. So okay. Everyone kept hitting her up, like, "Yo, what's up?" And she's like, "Look, I don't know. I'm not gonna." But people kept hitting her up so much. She's like, "Look, guys, mm-hmm. okay." I called my friend. I called her. She said I called her and tried to have a conversation. And she wasn't having a conversation. And, 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 and Amanda Seals said it was the most bizarre thing she had ever been through with someone that she called a friend. She was like, I don't know what she was trying to tell me about why she was there, but it was not satisfactory. She's like, the conversation was very disturbing for her. I got a question, Amanda Seals, too. That, I, I, bruh, listen. If, if, if that's your homegirl and you know that it's it was going to put her in that type of position, I would never have even had that. I would have never publicly said that I had that conversation with them. You have. There's no way that Eldrin would come to me or Crush would come to me and had say, "Hey, I'm in a bad spot," and we try to flesh out where this, the source of your pain, the source of your issues are, and then I come on the show as your friend and then expose your ass to the whole world about you not being properly balanced. That's not a friend. That's not a friend. We no, have that conversation behind closed doors and, and try and flesh it out. No, I'm not going to do it. No, I mean she didn't seem to like she didn't seem to imply any any mental issues, but she just said that the conversation she had she didn't go into detail about the conversation. She said that she wasn't satisfied with how. how but why did she? But, why did she? Why did she talk about it? Yeah, I know. I it know. demonstrates she, again the fact that how these folks are unchecable in these spaces. Like Amanda Seals is probably has more social cachet, unfortunately, than Tiffany Haddish does, right? So she could say, she could have called. She could have called Tiff when she was on the plane. After that IG drop that went viral, she could have hit her up then. I'm not saying that she Mm -hmm. did or didn't, but she could have done it Mm -hmm. then. Like, yo, sis, no, no, no. You need to get a return flight immediately. Slow it down. Not only is this a a bad look for you career-wise, you're on the wrong side of history for this, sis. Like, don't don't do that right there because this is one of the moments is you can't come back from. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the way celebrity works, that this is a country that drives off a of celebrity cachet, this is not going to affect Tiffany Haddish in the long run. Yeah. She's that always going to find a place. I mean, we got she's always going to find a place to do her. Kevin Kevin Hart's gonna put her in another movie, so let, let's just keep it. Let's just keep it a buck. Of course, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see her on Netflix soon. From one unfunny to another unfunny. Go ahead. I know my guy, one hundred percent. 
All right, right about now is the time we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. Crush, what's up, man? Man, uh, not much. I just want to, um, you know, let people know uh, to uh, take time out to uh, keep your connection strong um, with your with your friends and family. You know, uh, you know, my my wife and I have been noticing how our relationships are changing and growing as we get into this new year, and um, you know. Uh, be mindful um, of, the, of the bonds that you might be, you know, taking a little bit for granted that they're always going to be there. Um, be but like so, that. so, you know, please, you know, take stock of who you care about and give them a little reminder. Yeah, no bullshit. L, what's up? Check on your strong friends. Check on your strong friends. Check on the friends that you know typically always have it together for the people around them, for themselves, right? The perspective mm -hmm. is, and they always have it together for you. These mm -hmm. are the folks who are currently suffering in silence. And largely because as someone who is a strong friend, if you reach out to me and you ask me how I'm doing and I hit you with, I'm okay, it's not because I'm trying to hide my suffering and all the things I'm going from you. It's because largely either A, I don't want to give you what I got, or B, you can't handle what I have. So I feel the need to continue to carry it. So what strong friends need is for some of their weak-ass friends to become stronger. Yeah, pick it up. Check on your strong Many hands make it like work. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. That third, there's a third part to that. Don't forget, you you don't you say that you're good, not necessarily because you're not, but because you've been conditioned to say you're good. You've been conditioned to say it. That's it. Because Lord knows, bro. Lord Woo! Knows. Anyway. anyway, what's up for me this week is pretty much in line with what everybody else has been saying, man. Checking on your mental health and making sure that you stay intact, man. Is this life thing is not for the weak of heart. Like I can understand why some folks get into a dark space and they start questioning things, man. It's it's difficult. Is difficult, and what's the worst part about it is, the older you get, doesn't necessarily mean that it gets any easier because no. it doesn't. You just get a little bit more information to try and handle a little bit better. But yeah, yeah, it is what it is, bro. Crush, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? Oh man, please, as usual, find me on Instagram where I am uh, being publicly promoting this show on a more frequent basis. Um, at the Orange Crush, and uh, you can especially find ac direct access to the in the back website and youtube channels through my link tree on sp methods, at SP methods Fantastic. so please feel free rock in check us out no doubt l what's uh tell us where we can find you man i know you don't like to be found most cases because oh no i want folks to find it. it's the fact that these motherfuckers are afraid like listen i don't <laughs> people understand have, people have publicly said to me I, that people you are, are publicly are afraid so person. i'm actually stepping out and commenting more on your threads that they're posting and being more engaging even if yeah, I come yeah. through and just say this shit is stupid, I am in attempting to <laughs> engage. I, I can't more. say that he has actually done this. <laughs> yeah, I have said this shit is stupid, and you're stupid for posting it. But I am making a more concerted effort to engage. So you can find me everywhere at Elgin Bailey. No doubt. 
And I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to kick with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram or Triple X or whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, I think it's X Hamster now. That's what they call it. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, make sure. That was a hell of a Freudian slip, bro. Hey, listen, I don't know where you got What is on your mind? I think someone needs some. Need, need, we were talking about pegging earlier. Someone needs a date night. Someone needs a date night here. Okay? Cleanse your mind, brother, with your wife. I know, I know. Make sure you can always follow us across social media. I already gave you that. Can't touch this. Make sure that you also come on over to our Patreon. You will not regret it. I'm telling you, you're not. You're missing out on a lot if you're not over at the page, you know. For but real. of course, until next yeah. But of course, until next time, as always, informed, intelligent, in the, in the black. black. Peace, y'all. Peace, everybody. <laughs>